Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org A-Y. That's puredesire.org A-Y. You're listening to the Pure Desire Podcast, your safe place to find hope, healing, and freedom from sexual addiction, betrayal, and relationship issues. A healthy day to you, PD Nation. I am your host, Trevor Windsor, and you are listening to episode 141 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here joining me as always is my co-host, Nick Stumbo. Today's episode is brought to you by the Center for Disease Control, canceling your life's plan since 1989. 1989. Uh, which, that was an arbitrary date, by the way. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, it's during my lifetime then, for sure. I don't know. Okay, so uh, today we are calling an audible. Um, we had pre-recorded an episode ready to go out, um, but we just were in some conversation, even just this morning, as we're recording, it's like, look, I think this is something we should talk about. We've been having some conversations, um, and we really just want to describe and talk through... Uh, the impact that everything going on with COVID-19 coronavirus can impact us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's the feeling like it's on everybody's minds and we're, we're not here necessarily to talk about like the virus or how it spreads or how to stop it, but to recognize there's an underside to all of this, to how do we respond to it? How does it make us feel? What, what doors of potential danger or threat does it pose to those that are in recovery or trying to stop you know, a problematic pattern of internet behavior. Uh, there's just so many yeah. things that go along with this that we felt like we have a, a voice that we'd like to bring to the table because I, I think a lot of people are going to encounter some unexpected things. And if we can help prepare one mm -hmm. another well, then that's what today's podcast is all about. Yeah. So we have um, some tips, really, five of them on how to stay healthy during really what's an anxious and very uncertain time. Um, and you know, I, I can tell you right now, like I'm anxious, I'm unsure of a lot of things and it makes me really nervous. And so for that reason, we just established these five thoughts or tips for today. So, um, the first one is to limit your time on social media and news. Let's talk about that. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be a natural challenge for a lot of us because it's a developing situation. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like there's always something new. I mean, last week, it felt like in 24 hours, we went from just wash your hands and carry on, you'll be fine, to the whole world is shutting down and everything is canceled. And (laughs) this whirlwind, you know, of like, what just happened? And it's our human nature then. Well, what else? What's coming on? And and I think what we need to recognize, especially if we're in some recovery, is that every time we turn on our TV or pick up our phone, there are opportunities there or dangers there Mm -hmm. for being triggered. I mean, there are still clickbait on news sites. There's still other people posting things on social media. There's the the chance that what we hear we don't like and it makes us feel something negative. And it it can really become something that just pulls us in deeper and deeper into a negative pattern that Mm -hmm. maybe for a legitimate reason, we went to try to check out for some information but then we get sucked into a whole bunch of things yep. we weren't expecting. Yep. Um, and, and the danger I see here really is that because it's a very abnormal time, I think we can feel like, well, my my previous guardrails or the things right. that usually I would abide yep. by have gone out the window because right. now it's like a snow day or spring break and everything just, it's and, and there are things that have changed. <laughs> right. But we have guardrails, we have things we do for health for a reason, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't abandon those just because we're in the midst of all these unknowns. Yeah. And I mean, I can say a part of my, um, really my, my matrix of addiction or the ritual that I have of acting out usually started with social media. And so for me, and I feel like for so many people out there, that's where we start. We get on and we're numbing out. And and what I mean by that is we're not really facing how we're feeling. Like yeah. if for me, like in this time, and I've had to really be careful the last couple of days that I'm anxious because I don't know what's going on. I don't understand if we're safe, if we're not. Like I've got a three-year-old and a baby on the way. So it's like, is my wife okay? Is my baby going to be okay? Do I even want to bring a baby into this world right now? Yeah. Like there's a lot going on underneath the surface. And so if I go to social media and I start uh, just perusing. And it's not even with an intent. If I just go on with zero intention of accomplishing anything, that's a scary place to be. And then what I find myself is as I'm suppressing those thoughts, those emotions, those feelings, all of that, I end up going into really an unhealthy rabbit hole. And for me that I'm just, I'm stepping right back into that cycle, that ritual that I had. Yeah. Well, we've talked about how addiction is a sickness of escape mm-hmm. and and we're escaping reality or escaping and really social media and news, and because there's so much information going on about coronavirus, that's what it can become. Like we're just escaping reality. And for a lot of our listeners, they're probably going to be home more than they have been in a while, or their kids are going to be home, or that big trip they had planned got canceled. And with this free time, it's tempting to gravitate towards that easy outlet of Mm -hmm. just wasting time on Facebook. And, And I think a lot of us could agree with what you just said about our our pattern in the past that it usually started with something like this, getting too absorbed in some kind of escape or some kind of preoccupation. And then something, you know, in that pursuit kind of triggered a lustful Mm -hmm. thought. We saw an image or a picture or a thought unintended even, because I know that was always my excuse. Like, well, I wasn't looking for that. Right. But what I chose to do with it was my responsibility. And I I needed to stop making that excuse. So I think my encouragement in this area is to say whatever, you know, think back two weeks ago Mm -hmm. when our world was normal (laughs) and we weren't all freaking out about the coronavirus, what were your healthy habits and patterns as it related to your phone, to social media, to watching the news? And whatever that pattern was, continue it. Yep. Don't yep. don't dismiss it just because we're in a unique time. Now, we're not saying don't educate yourself. We're not saying stick your head in the sand and act like nothing's happening. That's yeah, but don't do that. Whatever was healthy. Keep at it. Mm-hmm. And and then in appropriate ways, 
when it's appropriate for you to be online and you want information, yep. pursue it, but, yep. but do it within health and right. not as an escape or something that leads you down a bad path. And I've, I've heard this said before too, and I think that there's a lot of benefit uh, at any time anywhere is scheduling your social media or your news time. So whatever media you partake in, it's not necessarily bad, but just schedule it. Make sure that it's something that you know at this time, I've got 15 minutes, here go my 15 minutes, and then after that 15 minutes is up, go on to do something else, hopefully something healthy related to relationship. So I think that that's just a practical thing that I'm gonna be working on over the next coming weeks is how do I implement a schedule where I'm not just mindlessly going to my phone for something, but when I do go to my phone or go to the internet, it's actually because I've, I've placed time there for it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So that's our, our first tip is about being mindful of your use of the social media and news outlets and, and how you, we use our free mm-hmm. time. Our second tip relates to what might be filling a lot of our free time, and that's that our family is going to be around a lot. <laughs> so the second tip is about being flexible with your family and daily rhythms. What Talk a little bit about that, Trevor. So let me tell you a story. Uh, yesterday... Yesterday, I was home with uh, my three-year-old. My wife was out taking pictures and doing some stuff, and um, yesterday was brutal. It was a day where we didn't go to church. Uh, So yesterday for us was Sunday. Uh, We didn't go to church. We had a really weird start to our day. Um, He had not slept great the night before, did not nap well. And for me, I just felt like I was literally bashing heads with a little human all day. And uh, what I realized is I had expectations of how the day was going to go, even with everything going on with coronavirus and churches going to online format and all that, I still was expecting it to be a relaxing day yeah. where we're just able to kind of like read books and watch movies and have a good time. And, and it wasn't, it was really, really difficult. And so for me, I realized I spent way more time with my son yesterday than I expected I was going to. And he was much more clingy than I was expecting. And so for me, I wasn't very flexible. Um, you know, and it's funny, as I'm saying that, I've seen um, a couple memes going around or tweets going around of people saying, oh, uh, now that sports aren't on or now that my, you know, I don't have to go to work today, there's this nice lady who's sitting on my couch. Apparently she's my wife. She seems nice. Yeah. Like it's that whole idea of um, we need to be flexible. We need to realize that. Um, our family is going through the same stuff we are. And to, and this is what I would say, like go into your day preparing for it not to go the way you think it's going to go, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. super hard for me. Um, and I'm learning this even more as I press into like my personality type and all that, that I like to prepare to make sure I don't have to have difficult conversations or have an uncertain time. I like basically try to plan a day that would be perfect. And so for me, I have to do this as well. Just prepare that the day's not going to go like you expect it to and be flexible, be patient with the people around you. Yeah, I, I think the challenge is that in so many other seasons, we kind of know what to expect. If it's Even if it's vacation, like we've kind of come to expect what does vacation rhythm feel like? What does, what does our work week rhythm feel like? What does um, even a snow day, like we kind of know what will happen, what won't mm-hmm. happen. And with as quickly as things are changing and developing with the coronavirus, it's like one day you might think going to the restaurant can be part of your plan, and then you find out the next day it's closed. And it there's just there's no rules for this time. And so that does leave us, I think, a, a little uncertain. And to recognize that's going to deeply impact yeah. our family and our marriages. Uh, so for my wife and I, we're realizing how much we relied on our kids' sports and school activities uh-huh. to occupy their time. Right. And like all that is gone. And like 
now we're thinking, well, what do we do? And <laughs> and it can create frustration and people that are on yeah. each other. And then then I get frustrated because my kids are frustrated with each other. And right. so now I'm getting in the middle of it. And and I, I think the big thing we're trying to encourage everyone is just to be aware that's happening for all of us. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to take us all some time to figure this out yep. and to give yourself and others some grace to just be open to say, I, you know, we're all figuring this out together. And and what could we do to make this workable? What right. what's what possible solutions are there? You know, to think positive, solution oriented, and not yeah. just have everyone moping around and getting on each other's nerves and right. get out of my way. And right, uh, because it, it, I think if we're not thinking proactive about how can we seize these opportunities. We are just going to default to kind of that grumpy, yep. everybody's in my way kind of attitude. Yeah. Uh, it Like anytime you feel, right, like trigger word, quarantined uh, with people, there's just potential for more. Um, there's just more conflict, more uh, irritation. Yeah, we might feel trapped. <clears throat> oh my gosh, tell me about it. Uh, literally in your house, <laughs> trapped, can't go anywhere. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's important to... And in this, you're actually prioritizing your family. You're prioritizing others when you're able to be flexible. So I think this is a big one. Yeah, well, it's it's like make like it's 1975. You know, there's not <laughs> things to do. So you you create them. Right. You know, and, and I was talking with you this morning about how often have we heard or even heard ourselves saying, oh, I just don't have enough time to hang out with my kids. We don't have time for that weekly date yep. night. We don't have time to yep. get the exercise. Like, you know what? Right now, probably for the first time in a long time, you got no excuse. <laughs> right, you do now. And you're going to find yeah. out it's not a time issue. It's actually a commitment and a resolve issue. Of, do I want to spend yeah. time yeah. taking my wife, taking my kids for a walk, yeah. just being out in the yard, playing some catch? Like, there are those really simple things that I think we can go back to and say, this is actually really a good thing. Yeah. This is actually a really a blessing. And mm-hmm. what, what we would normally gravitate to might not be there, yeah. but so many other things still are. I mean, as far as I understand, the wilderness and the great outdoors is not closed. Yeah. Um, you right. can take a walk down your street. You could say <laughs> hi to your neighbor, you know, keep three feet or however many feet six they say. Now. Six now. They say 12, six now. Yeah. Shout at them from across the yeah. yard, but <laughs> you could still talk to your neighbor. There are so many things we can do. And, and I think if we're flexible enough to see those opportunities, Many of us are going to look back on this and say, man, that was really a cool time. Yeah. That was really a great opportunity yeah. to connect and engage as a family. I, I feel like um, I'm now thinking of, I believe his name is Wilson, uh, who is the neighbor in yeah. Home Improvement. It's just how prophetic that must be now. Be that kind of neighbor who doesn't ever show your mouth. It's <laughs> just the eyes. Um, okay, so let's move on to the third tip. Um, and this one, uh, I, I'm interested to see what you have to say about this one, because we're talking about preparing for a sense of loss. Uh, what do you mean? Like, what are we losing here? Yeah, I, I think just the reality that everyone in this time is going to lose something that mattered to them. Mm. Um, for some, it might be as basic as they love Major League Baseball, and there's going to be no opening day. I've I've heard of people that had tickets, you know, to go see the, the Mariners' first game, yep. and those aren't going to happen, or it's concert tickets, or it's an event they were going to speak at, or attend, or... Um, you know, for us, we're dealing with um, our our high school sports season because yeah. we're really looking forward to seeing yeah. our daughter compete, and she's yep. been training all winter. And if those things don't happen, and, mm-hmm. and some of them might get postponed, but there are other things that maybe we're all waiting. Okay, when it get, it'll get postponed, but it's still going to happen. Yeah. Well, some of us are going to get word that that thing we're holding on to is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's not just the physical loss of oh, we don't get to go. There's an emotional side of. Yep. Something that meant a lot to me won't happen, and and we have to decide what to do with that mm-hmm. because there really is grieving that needs to yeah. take place. Like yeah. it's okay to feel sad or down, 
But what we do with that emotion really becomes key, just like in any other loss. Yes. You know, so if, if we lose a relationship or lose a loved one to death, um, everyone knows, well, you can't just stuff that and ignore it. You've, right. you've got to process it. You've yep. got to be open. You've got yep. to talk about how you're feeling. And I think that's just what we're going to experience mm -hmm. in this whole season is things that we've been looking yep. forward to won't happen. And we can either stuff it and act like we're fine and let that negative emotion yep. drive us to unhealthy places. Or we can be willing to say, I'm just, I'm down because that thing got canceled right. and I really was looking forward to this. Yep. And the more we talk and yep. face it, um, I think we can continue to grow and find health. Yeah, and I think we'll get into this a little bit into the next tip too, but the idea of filling that void with something healthy or beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like I I didn't realize how much I lean on professional sports and not in a sense where I think it's necessarily unhealthy, but I'm like sensing there's something that normally is here and is now not. Yeah. What's going what on? What do I do? And <laughs> I feel a little bit out of whack because I'm so used to this ritual or this uh, rhythm that I have in my life. And so I think that, um, you know, even thinking about, uh, so we have community groups at our church and just made the decision this morning to cancel it. Um, due to just what's going on in the world. Like, you know, basically asking all these people, what do you, what do you think? Is this something that you want to do? And for me, it's like, okay, I'm losing the opportunity to connect with other people, to dive into God's word, to spend time, you know, together. And it's like, okay, I got to find a way to fill that. Um, and I think that it's important to stay connected in this, like fill that with relationships any way that you can. I mean, the interesting thing is that technology is not going anywhere, even in the midst of all this crazy stuff. And so like FaceTime your friends, uh, you know, like this is, I'm just coming up with an idea. Our producer here, Justin, like maybe we'll just get on to like Marco Polo and just literally have conversations all day, or we'll FaceTime and watch a movie together. You know what I mean? Like do get whatever creative. you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, make it something your family does and you have fun being creative, thinking of ways to do it and to connect. Um, and obviously we're not at a place where you can't gather with anybody, but it's just that idea of if you're going to lose something, that's a normal part of your week to try to fill that void with something healthy yeah. that you include other people with. Yeah. That's such a great point that a loss is a void and we will fill a void mm -hmm. with something. Right. And I mean, the classic example is the guy that loses a job and then fills it with alcohol and, you know, kind yeah. of that downward spiral. Right. So maybe we're not at that extreme. I, I hope no one is, but yeah. that we're losing things right. and it will create that void. And so we've got to be willing to look at and say, what am I filling it with? Is mm -hmm. it going to be relationship, exercise, family, yep. devotion, um, things to improve, you know, that project we've been putting off that suddenly we've got time for, yeah. like those would be good things. Yes. Or does the loss of, you know, whether it's sports or a concert, do we just fill that void with more more yeah. TV and more stuff? And, right. and and really it could get even more unhealthy because we're just looking for something. Mm. So I think if we face that I'm going to feel it and I, I can make some choices about what to do instead, yeah. uh, that'll really help us make good decisions. I would say this to communicate that sense of loss yeah. with somebody else. Don't take that onto yourself and keep it to yourself. I think it's important to share uh, like I, I was just sharing uh, with a friend this morning that I am afraid of how other people will view me if I say I'm not going to go do things or if we cancel our community group or do something like that because it's, you know, you'll get those people who are just like, oh, it's nothing. This will go away in a couple weeks. But for me, I was realizing that that was kind of a burden that I was carrying. And then once I said it, it was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only yeah. one who feels this way. And yeah. so if you are grieving a loss, if you do feel like there's a void, communicate that with someone else and let them be able to speak into it. 
Yeah, and I think remembering that something's a loss if it's a loss to you. Mm-hmm. So the the temptation yeah. there will be, well, maybe I'm grieving, you know, not getting to go see my daughter's track meet, and someone, or even in my own head, I'll think, right. well, at least you're not dying of coronavirus. <laughs> you're like, what minimizing you, it. What right. do you have to complain yeah, about? Right. And and that'll be the thing we face is if if it's a loss I'm feeling, yeah. it's a loss. Yeah. And I have to take that real and seriously and yeah. face it and not just discount it because like, well, I'm not dying. So yeah. at least that's kind of the classic uh, Brene Brown cartoon. Some of our listeners have probably seen right. it. The, the whole, well, at least, you know, at least you can have kids. At least right. you're not dead. At right. least that that doesn't really help yeah. because it minimizes our pain. Right. And we need to be able to talk about and face our pain and yep. and go in a healthy direction with yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so that that takes then to our fourth tip, uh, somewhat related to it, but mm-hmm. this idea that we need to practice healthy habits. What what do we mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think this is something we should do um, at any time in life. Obviously, uh, if you're our, you know been listeners for uh, any period of time, you realize this is something we push on every podcast and all of our stuff. Um, but it's for me, I feel like it's it's no more important. I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like this is an essential time that healthy habits are present in your life. And and whether it's a brand new healthy habit or it's one you've been doing for a long time to keep pushing in and keep doing it because again, that void uh, is there and, and you're going to want to fill that void with something as you were saying. But I think you got to like get creative um, and think through what are habits that maybe this time that we now have gives me the opportunity to start doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of... Uh, maybe going outside for a walk, you know, for us, gosh, weather's been so weird here. It was like 60 degrees two days ago and then it snowed the next day for like 40 minutes and then stopped. Yeah. Like it's just, it's wild, but maybe it's going outside. Maybe it's, um, there is that book that you've been meaning to read or um, maybe it's that topic you've been wanting to research or maybe it's a hobby you can do from home, journaling or writing, um, doing something that engages different sides of your brain, that engages uh, your emotions, what's going on underneath the surface. I think that it's just really important to do that and to get creative. Um, you know, for me, as I was thinking about this coming week, um, we are potty training our uh, <laughs> three-year-old. Uh, so just pray for us. Would you just yeah, please, can we just that. like Jesus intercede? So um, with that, I'm thinking of, it's going to be a stressful week for him. It's going to be a stressful week for my wife and for me. So what are little mini dates that we can have while we're maybe quote unquote quarantined? You know, maybe we can have a movie night. Maybe we can, um, you know, have like our own little version of a coffee date in our place. So being creative on how to connect with people. Um, but again, I just think healthy habits are a really good crutch um, to lean on in times yeah. like this. You know, in our groups, we talk about a tool called the matrix of addiction, where we try to help someone see, you know, the steps that mm-hmm. we typically take yep. in our pattern towards a relapse or towards acting out. And, and one of the things we've just seen so consistently is that the further down your matrix you get, the further down that pattern or cycle you are, the the harder it is to alter your behavior because now your brain is engaging mm-hmm. in some old patterns. It's it, it knows where to go. There's often brain chemicals that are kicking in. And, and we've said the time to win that victory is not when you're on the brink of acting out. Yeah. It's seeing where the pattern starts and learning to go in a different direction. Yeah, good. And I think the same thing applies here because what we're facing, all these unknowns, it's undefined. It, it's natural that it's going to produce fear. Mm-hmm. Well, fear can have a way of creating more anxiety and worry. And then that can lead to a sense of panic and panic can lead to, you know, um, all or none kind of thinking. And that can lead us to overreacting. Now, I mean, now we're just in this very unhealthy pattern and that's not the point we want to try to throw a scripture verse at it and expect we can just 
I'm going to get up Stop at 5 a.m. and read for three hours tomorrow morning. Like, yeah. That's not. Yeah. So it's more to, to recognize there will be things that make me feel afraid, yeah. whether it's the actual virus, it's the economy, yeah. it's what's happening to a loved one, it's something else I hear about. Right. That the greatest antidote we have to fear mm-hmm. is the things that we do before that. Yeah. It's it's preparing our hearts and minds by meditating on God's word, inviting um, the peace of Christ into our hearts to start our day, taking time in the middle of the day just to reflect and meditate and pray. Like yeah. the more we get ourselves into that healthy place, then when fear comes, we're going to be able to more quickly redirect back to, yeah, there there is something to be afraid of, but. Um, I'm trusting in God in this situation, or yeah. I'm not alone. And, and we go back into health versus going four more steps into the fear yeah. and panic, and now we're kind of at a loss for what to do. So yeah. I, I think it's just that place of being proactive to get our hearts and minds in a healthy place yeah. so that whatever happens, because that's the thing, who knows what news is going to come out next that yes. will be this new you know, bomb into our lives. Like, well, if, if we're at a good place proactively, I think we'll have the tools we need to face whatever comes. Yeah, and that's a good word to use, is that you're just basically putting more tools into your tool belt to help you live healthy in an uncertain and crazy time. And that's really what it is. You're just expanding the toolkit, if you will, which every man in the world would love to have an expanded toolkit mm-hmm. in their garage, whatever. Women too, I guess that's, I mean, that was that was yes. an unfair statement. Anyways, we're going to move on to the fifth <laughs> tip. Uh, and this one, specifically for us here at Pure Desire, this is essential, um, period, in recovery, regardless of what time is going on, but specifically in this time of quarantining, of social distancing, all that. Our fifth thing is to not stop meeting as groups. Yeah, and, and for those that aren't currently in a group because maybe they've yeah. um, graduated out or haven't gotten into one yet, we might augment it to even just say, don't avoid community. Yep. Because the danger for all of us is isolation, yeah. and in isolation, we make unhealthy choices. Yeah. And that's not a you or me thing, that's a humanity thing. Right. And I think the, the threat of uh, all this virus is going to create situations where mm-hmm. it's just easy and even convenient to isolate. And so we want to be thoughtful to say, how do I maintain community? Yeah. And so if I'm in group, how do I maintain that group? And, and so the great thing, at least at the point of recording this, you know, no one is outlawing a group of six or seven people. Yep. Um, you could meet at a coffee shop. You could right. meet at a home, maybe the church, or if there's a place you've been meeting that's closed, you might have to think about somewhere new to meet. Yeah. Um, but I would say be flexible yeah. and, and communicate about that. Just because your normal meeting spot isn't there, yeah. is there somewhere else appropriate? And then if not, if there's nowhere to physically meet, this is where the internet could become a tremendous gift to us. Yeah. So whether your group chooses yep. to use, you know, Messenger video app or you're all on FaceTime yep. or you use, you know, Google Hangouts is free for yep. anyone to use. Yep. Um, you could use Skype if someone in your group has a Zoom account. I right. mean, yep. the, the awesome thing is there are so many video platforms yes. out there that yep. I'm yep. certain that someone in your group could send a link and yep. share it and everybody at the group time just clicks on. Yep. And yep. you're having group. And and one of the things we would say from Pure Desire, as we've worked now with a lot of online groups, it can be just as effective yes. as the in-person group. Yep. I mean, it's, it's great to be in the room with someone. It's great to kind of the vibe you get when you're all in that same space. Yeah. But it, it still is a very significant encounter. When, yeah. when I come to group with my work prepared, right. ready to share, and I listen to other people, it has the same impact in your life. And so don't don't use this as an excuse to just be like, well, everything's canceled, so I guess we should cancel group two. Right. Uh, I would yeah. say don't don't go there. Right. Um, find ways to maintain that community, and even if it looks different than it has, yeah. 
keeping the, those relationships, keeping that community will help you stay healthy during this time. Well, and brokenness doesn't take a break. Like, no. it's not like it's like, oh, you're on spring break. Okay, cool. Or, oh, there's a health crisis in the world. We're taking a break and a hiatus. It doesn't happen. It's still there. Um, oddly enough, I heard that if, uh, if like my wife went to the pool, uh, just a f- like a week ago and they're like, well, you know, chlorine kills like everything. So there's a healthy place. Like go me at a pool. But I think that with this, um, it's just really important that you understand that this is going to be a time where you feel like it's necessary or it's okay to take that break. And it's not, yeah. um, especially if you are in group, on the front end or, or in the midst of recovery, it's just so important that you continue to meet. And and here's the thing too, like revisit the group guidelines, really like reinforce all the things about the group um, that are important. You know, go back to the memo of understanding, go back to the covenant to contend, understand uh, that this is something that you've committed to and you're pushing into. Um, and like, we'll, I'll put the group guidelines uh, episode and some of the um, the other leading groups and group structure stuff of our podcast, we'll put them in the show notes. But I think it's really important like that you still start on time. You meet at the same time you did. You do every single week. You end on time, uh, and you're really reinforcing those things because I think even in this, we can allow really the structure or the guidelines of what we do to slip. Because it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're not in person, so maybe our group could go three hours. Or maybe so-and-so, you know, Jim can share for 45 minutes. And it's like, no, Jim, you can't. We need, <laughs> your name's Jim, I'm Jim, so sorry, come but on, come man. on, Jim. I think that that's the kind of stuff that's still important. Because I know we're getting a lot of people who are uh, chatting in or sending emails in, calls in and saying, hey, we, we're going to move to this online format. What do we do? treat it the same exact way you do an on, like an in-person group, yeah. that this is still something that's very important to, to maintain the guidelines, to maintain the structure. Well, I think the tool you just mentioned there that I would want to go back to, that covenant to contend, because one of the great things about that tool is it's a very clear statement of here's what I can control, yep. here's what I can't control, and here's what I can trust God with. And if we're ever at a time where we feel like there's a lot of things we can't control, and, and that makes us feel out of control, yep. I think it's now. Yep. And so we need a reminder to say, in my recovery, in my relationships, in my life, here's what I can control. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make sure to be responsible for those things yep. before God and my family and friends say, this is under my control. Yep. And you know, there's a reason that we've, uh, you know, jokingly somewhat, but in seriousness, called Christmas and Thanksgiving the season of relapse. Yep. Because everybody's rhythm changes, yep. there's extra time off, you're around people you're not normally around so much like wow that kind of sounds a lot like right now you know <laughs> right. and you're not meeting with your group and right. and our heart for you know you as a listener is we don't want this to become the corona season of relapse to go well i was at home a lot and i was on my couch and watching mm-hmm. a lot of movies and got into stuff i shouldn't and it, this could become a major major hiccup and i think the community in your life the group you have those relationships that's something you can control yep you can control yep. your engagement. You can control whether or not you're making phone calls and checking in. You can control yep. whether or not you make that effort to make it to group, even though it's maybe at a different place or right. something that's not the usual. Like, What can you control and mm-hmm. being responsible to do those things because those little steps will create health. And and I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I, I think there really is the opportunity here that we could look back on this very unique time and I mean, frankly, it's it's something the world has never seen, mm-hmm. where, at least in the modern era, where we're taking kind of a break from everything. Yep. We could look back and go, man, that was such an awesome time. Yeah. Remember how we got to do all these things and remember those special family moments and remember our yep. this and that. 
Or we could look back and go, man, yeah. what a black hole that was. Right. And that's none of us want that. Yeah. And so we're kind of on the cusp of it. We're a few days in, and by the time the podcast goes up, a few more. But like to say, you you are right now, yep. as you listen, in a position to determine which direction mm-hmm. it goes. That is not outside of your control. Totally. That no matter what happens in our world, this could become a wonderful season of opportunity or a, a black hole of yep. bad choices. Yep. And and the way you respond will make the difference. And the people you choose to mm-hmm. communicate and respond with. Um, so whatever you can do to engage in your community, in your group, Go for it, because I think you look back and go, man, that was that was a really good season. Yeah. So especially in times of great stress, uncertainty, anxiety, it's easy to slip back into old negative behaviors, uh, whether it's numbing out with porn, food, social media, whatever it may be. We have to be vigilant to remain healthy sexually. And and something that I was thinking about even this morning is the vigilance that we're taking to like wash our hands and create social distancing. The irony is that's the same type of vigilance we need mm. to take in our health, that yeah, we need to good. take it seriously and always be on guard and protecting. So whether that's keeping up with your faster scale, staying connected with group members, uh, or putting in these five tips or these five practices, it's important to do it to maintain health in this crazy time. So. Wherever you're at on your journey, uh, church leader, group member, not online group, in-person group, whatever it may be, Pure Desire here is here to help create a roadmap for your healing. So if you or someone you know is looking for help, go to puredesire.org and start your healing journey today. Also subscribe to the podcast. We're on here every week to help create and maintain sexual health. Share the podcast with your friends and family, write a review and help others find the podcast. And lastly, never stop being healthy. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire podcast. Every woman that takes a breath. This is going to be one of our best resources that we've ever put out. They're wanting to be married. They're wanting to be sexual. And they're saying, what does this even look like? Is it even okay to have these discussions? I think that's one of the things that's interesting about women who struggle is that we don't take good care of ourselves. Right. We we are the last person, and sometimes we are taking care of everybody else, but we're the last person that we take care of. And that, I think, is my favorite part about these resources.